Hey everyone, in today's episode, we are going to be trying something completely new with the podcast. We are going to be diving deep into a single niche, analyzing the top players, looking at what they do, looking at how they do link building, etc. And it's going to be really interesting because that is one of the niches that I've often taken as example as I you know, show examples in SEO, in the newsletter, on Twitter, etc. And that is the VPN niche. So we are going to dive deep in. We're going to be talking about how they're monetizing and we're also going to be drawing lessons from what these sites are doing in this very competitive niche that you can use on your sites in maybe less competitive niches. And, you know, even if you're not in a VPN niche, I expect you'll get a lot of value from this episode. So let us know if you like that kind of podcast in the comments. And if you do, don't forget to like and subscribe because we might be doing more of them if you guys are actually enjoying it. But without fluffing it anymore, let's get started with the episode. Welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast. And now your hosts, Gail Breton and Mark Webster. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Atari Hacker Podcast. This week we are trying something a little bit new, something we haven't done before, so we're looking forward to hear your feedback on this, whether you like it, you don't like it. And what we're going to do is we are going to be talking about a niche in particular. We have spent some time, you know, Googling it, looking at the keywords, analyzing it, looking at the top sites, etc. check what they do, etc. And we just want to dive deep and kind of like use their example as, you know, a more generic source of ideas for what to do with your site. But before that, Mark, how's it going? It's going good. And I'm just thinking this must be the only video on YouTube talking about VPNs that's not sponsored by a VPN company. So if you every want to send video us I seem to watch <laughs> every video I seem to watch these days is sponsored by Surfshark or Nord or one of the yeah. one of these big VPN companies. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's it's interesting that uh just so you know, we didn't say that, but we are going after the VPN niche today. So we're going to talk about the VPN niche, which is an interesting one. If you don't know what a VPN is, a VPN is basically a piece of software that you install on your phone, on your laptop, whatever, that essentially routes your internet traffic through some servers so that you can anonymize your web traffic so people can't tell what you're doing. So it's used, for example, to access, like a lot of people use the, an American IP abroad to access you know, Netflix content or Amazon Prime content, that kind of stuff that is geolocalized. You can use it for that. You can use it also to protect yourself on public Wi-Fi so that the people administrating the Wi-Fi don't see all the websites you're visiting. They just see you connecting to that VPN IP, basically. And it does a bunch of other stuff. But that's essentially what it does. What else do you use a VPN for? So I think a lot of people use it for sort of privacy from their ISP. Yeah. So they can't like spy on them or, or anything like that. And in some countries where you yeah, have to worry about, you know, censorship and stuff, then it's it's a bigger deal. But I'm not 100% convinced that the public Wi-Fi thing is really that big of a deal. I mean, everything's sort of HTTPS secured these days anyway. So yeah, I think that's that's more like a marketing angle than a I mean, real benefit. Uh, my personal angle is nobody gives a shit about your life. Uh, it's like that's very true, and it's like it's like it doesn't matter how crazy you think your life is, it really isn't for most people. And so, like from that aspect, I wouldn't use it, but at least that's what that's how they promote it, and they're doing very well. They got really popular after the whole NSA Edward yeah, Snowden yeah. thing. When was that? Like 2012, 13. I mean, everyone kind of knew that that shit was going on. You're being spied on all the time, but that was that really like brought it to to the mainstream. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to open that whole debate. We're not going to talk about politics here. But I think there's a reason why we picked that niche at this moment now, and that is that a bunch of big sites have sold, right? Big Really big, big transactions, right? Yeah, so there's a, a press release very recently that uh, a site called Comparitech 
sold for, they didn't give the exact number, but it was between 50 and $100 million, which is a pretty big amount for a, an affiliate site. Remember back in the day when we were talking about the wire cutter being, you know, this, this massive million, sale, yeah. it was only 30 million. And then that's not even the biggest one, VPN Mentor, which I think is probably the biggest VPN affiliate site out there, um, at least the biggest one I could see on Ahrefs. And that sold recently for 150 million. Uh, yeah. so it's a nine-figure deal, which is just crazy. For an affiliate site, it's crazy. Like, you know, it's like it's getting to, like, big business numbers. Like, I mean, we're not in the billions yet. It's not like the it's not the Instagram sale or something like this, but it's getting closer, you know, <laughs> for, for this. And what's so interesting about both of these sales is that they were bought by, like, conglomerates of company or a company which owns a number of other actual service providers so vpn companies and in each case this was i think their first foray into sort of vertical integration buying an uh, affiliate site as well and that's something we've seen in other niches it's quite say, popular yeah. in the the sleep space with the whole casper sleepopolis story you can you can read about that in the new yorker the article the war to sell you a mattress I think we may be entering this sort of war to sell you a, a VPN quite soon as well with, with all this consolidation. But it's just very interesting space and clearly a lot of money going around if, uh, if they value these, these sites so highly. Yeah, I mean, they're going to use it basically as their sales funnel, right? They're going to capture people on these pages. Then they, instead of being affiliate links, it's just going to be links to their VPN service or whatever. And then it's just direct sales and they don't have to pay the affiliates anymore. And that's pretty much the plan, right? Yeah, it's it's quite it's quite interesting, especially because I've always wondered if the the VPN niche has peaked already. Because I feel like for a long time it's been growing a lot, and a lot of people talked about it. And it's like they're doing lots of sponsorship and so on. Uh, but I don't think, I mean, I don't see people talk as much about it and so on. Especially with like, think about it, people were like using these to watch, let's say, streaming services from the US abroad, from the US, for example, like a big use of VPNs. Actual users, well, like it's actually useful for that. But the thing is, Netflix, for example, posted a much like a reduction of subscribers recently. And it's like, it looks like even streaming services are peaking, right? And so you'd imagine that an adjacent industry like VPNs is probably peaking with them. And so it's an interesting time to buy when, you know, the valuation might be lower in like two or three years or something. I don't know. I don't know what you think about this. That could also just be related to the economy in general. You know, if we're heading for a, a sort of recession, even a short one, then everyone cancels these, you know, extra expenses to cut, cut back a bit. So you've got a lot of subscription fatigue that came about during the pandemic as well. And people are going to look for what they can they can cut out. If they're cut out of their Netflix, then obviously it makes sense to cut out the VPN if that's what they use Used it for as for, well. Yeah. But And the other thing as well is travel. So that may work the yeah, other way around because sure. people haven't been traveling that much over the last couple of years. But, you know, the world's starting to open up again and more and more places are sort of opening. So maybe VPNs will be, be more used for that. I mean, like, who's going to travel to visit China at the moment? Hardly anybody unless you're sort of working there. Even if you're walking there, I don't think you're going, you know? Like, with but the lockdown. Next, next year, the year after, maybe it's a different story and, uh, you know, things will things will change and then VPN suddenly more needed on that front. There's actually also, VPNs are becoming illegal in some countries. I think India just made them illegal. Really? Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. I mean, UAE, I think it's illegal as well. So, yeah, but the, the UAE, a lot of stuff's illegal, <laughs> yeah, but, but like, it's, in, like, I think it's I, not really prosecuted, you know? 
when I was researching that niche uh, for the podcast, I saw that like a lot of VPN companies are now removing their servers from India, following the the new laws and stuff. So I haven't like gone super super deep into Indian news, but it looks like you know these kind of governments are making it legal. So it's an interesting time to purchase. I think like I'm I'm surprised, but I think what happened is these sites they were getting paid so much money in affiliate commissions that it's a net saving for these uh, for these uh, companies that are buying them anyway because they were giving the millions away and uh, there was no end to it as long as these sites were ranking. Whereas now it's like a one-off transaction and it's probably like over time, maybe performance-based type stuff. Like, you know, you don't just get a lump sum of like 150 million usually when you do these kind of deals. So it's like, it's possible that if there's a downturn, maybe it's going to be less and things like that, I would say. Anyway, let's go and jump into like, now we talked about VPN, let's talk about like VPN sites affiliate niche, how do these sites work, right? So how do these sites make money? All of them, the vast majority, are making money as affiliates. So they're promoting VPN companies, VPN service providers, and very little else. You'll rarely find ads on any VPN site. They rarely have any other kind of like sponsorship deals or, or anything else. It's a very simple yeah. model, actually. And there's, It's like a there's pure no, there, affiliate. There's a lot of VPN companies, but there's maybe sort of like five to ten big ones, and everyone seems to, to promote those same few. And so that actually simplifies your site a lot, and there's a lot of advantages there. If you think of you know, any Amazon site you have, especially like a, a broader site, you're promoting hundreds, yeah, possibly thousands of products. You have all the links to manage, got to worry about stuff being in and out of stock because it's physical products. You have none of that hassle with a, with, a, with a VPN affiliate because you're just promoting the same one, they're never out of stock, and you know, if you get enough volume, then you could probably get some pretty good like commission raises or bumps uh, through negotiation as well, just because, you know, it's very easy to direct 100% of your number one rankings on your site to one specific VPN and sort of change that around. Yeah, one thing that's interesting as well is like, yeah, there's like 10 products, probably 10 products you're promoting across all your pages, but you also have lots and lots and lots of keywords that you can promote in this niche for the 10 same products. It's kind of like a dream as an affiliate. It's like write lots of pages that can write for, that can rank, sorry, for lots of keywords and all promoting the same products so you don't have the problem of like them being out of stock or like like they changed there's a new model for the year things like that but if you think of keywords i mean what i saw from looking at vpn sites and i, I look at that niche a lot because because it's such a pure affiliate niche actually like you know they're like it's the archetype of the affiliate site when you look at a, at a vpn site and it, it's a very good place for me to learn so like you know when i was writing newsletters and stuff it's been a great place for me to find examples to show stuff, especially because as we'll talk about uh, later, it's very competitive. So these people have to be cutting edge as well. But in terms of keywords, if you think about it, how to sell a VPN? Well, there's people, people are using it to access content from their country abroad, right? So one of the types of keywords that is available is best VPN for countries. So best VPN for France, best VPN for the UK, best VPN for Ireland, best VPN for the US, best VPN for Korea, etc. So there's as many keywords as there are countries. And actually, even I'm sure that I haven't looked, but I'm sure there's like regional keywords as well. Like people like, you know, best VPN for Europe, best VPN for South America, best VPN. These are not countries, but like all geographies you could think about, right? So that's already like hundreds of keywords just for that one category. But also people are using these VPNs to access content online, right? To access content that should not, that is geolocally targeted so you cannot access where you are. And so people target keywords also like how to watch and then name of content online or, or name of network online. So how to watch Amazon Prime 
outside the US or how to watch Orange is the New Black outside the US, like name of TV show, name of whatever. And again, like as many types of contents as there are, there are there's a new keyword that has its own intent and everything. So you, here's a few hundred more pages for your site. Now, there is 10 very popular, 10-ish very popular VPN uh, services as well. And people Google the VS keywords at a very high volume as well, thousands for the top ones, like, you know, NordVPN versus ExpressVPN is thousands of visits per month, for example, thousands of searches per month on Ahrefs, which is quite a lot for a VS keyword. Uh, so again, with all the permutations that you can think of, and you can probably go down the top 50 services and get some volume, that's a lot of traffic and lots of pages that they can write about selling the exact same services. And if they're popular, there's also alternatives, right? So people are looking for like, you know, NordVPN alternatives, Surfshark alternatives, PIA alternatives, et cetera, like lots of them. There's this like constant battle that uh, the some of these sites, some of these VPN companies have with streaming services like Netflix and Amazon Prime, where the streaming services have to be seen to be sort of trying to combat the VPN for whatever to satisfy their I think like, it's copywriting. Yeah, or, exactly. Yeah. I'm not sure how much they really care, but it's, they at least have to make an effort to sort of fight back against them and so that the copyright holders are you know, happy everyone's getting their royalties in the correct country and stuff. But as a result, if it's not working on one VPN, then people quickly look for an alternative that does work and then you know, it stops not working only there. That. And they, like they're looking for alternative, right? They might be looking for like PIA alternative, for example, but they're also looking for a solution to their problems, right? So it's like they will be Googling like, Netflix is not working with Surfshark or like Netflix not working with whatever or like, and then it's like Amazon Prime not working with VPN. So it's like service not working with, and then name of VPN, for example. Again, hundreds of keywords permutations here with traffic that is potentially buying quite easily. Then one thing I didn't mention as well is you can install these VPNs on like, you know, your phone, your laptop, your tablet, everything. All of them have different models and they have different operating systems. And again, like, you know, best VPNs for Mac, best VPNs for Windows, best VPN for Chromebook, best VPN for Android, best VPN. There's like dozens and dozens more keywords there. And then there's so much more. Like, so it's like, it's kind of the dream affiliate niche because as I said, few products, lots of keywords to say, to sell the same products. And so that's why people can do a VPN site with thousands of pages eventually all selling the same products, all very with very high buyer intent for all these keywords. It's really quite the perfect storm of a niche, I would say, you know? It's quite interesting how there's so many permutations. Like people are looking for a very specific, like best yeah. VPN in La Rochelle, France to watch Netflix, <laughs> but it's not working with but uh you know, they're yeah. looking for a very specific thing. But I don't know, like I've used VPN software for a number of years now and they're kind of like all the same really. They're and all the same. There's not I'm pretty sure they go to the same like, servers too, actually. They're not really one is not really that much better than than the other, especially for a very specific use case. I was reading this book, Alchemy, by Rory Sutherland, and he said that there are drug companies who they'll make like headache or pain medicine for your lower back, but it's still just basic paracetamol. Yeah, yeah, it's, just just put, yeah. it's the labeling and marketing. Yeah, it's, it's, so it's kind of like similar dynamic here. People like a more specialized solution, even if it's all the same underlying solution at the end of the end of the day. I think that's what's what's happening there. Yeah, but you can see if you go in Ahrefs and you check for this keyword, like just type best VPN in any keyword tool and look at all the long-term variations. And you will understand like how much demand there is for all these different things. And and the thing as well is like it's not just that, but people might also be googling like how to 
watch Netflix in France, for example. Or how, uh, they're not saying VPN in their query, but they're looking for a VPN, you know? And a lot of these like use cases, there's so many because it's applying to so many platforms and so many uh, things like that. So really thousands and thousands of keywords that you can find for this niche, all selling the same products. And that means that it's quite interesting because that means you can do volume for given products. So it's like the hard thing as an affiliate, it's, it's like if you go off Amazon, forget Amazon, is to sell a high volume of the same product because then you can negotiate commission, uh, higher commissions and you can essentially get more money for the same amount of work. And so when you do traditional SEO, it's quite tricky, right? Let's say you're selling, uh, I don't know, selling paintball guns, of course. Uh, <laughs> it's more difficult because if you are like going for like best short-range paintball gun versus best sniper paintball gun, you're going to sell two different products, right? They might be from the same brand, so they might be able to get a deal, but they might also be from different brands. Whereas if you do best VPN for Mac and best VPN for Windows, it's the same product usually. Like it's just like, it's just a different client and it's all the same. And so you're able to achieve volume, you're able to negotiate higher commissions. And again, it kind of like adds up to that perfect storm of uh, being an affiliate for that niche, basically. I don't know what you're saying, but yeah. I think that also makes it incredibly competitive. Yes, though. that's the one thing we didn't say yet. Because that's, I guess, the biggest downside. Because all of those perfect storm factors are in alignment, a lot of people have tried to make sites and a lot of people have succeeded to the sort of nine-figure level, at least. So, you know, it's it's difficult for a new site or it looks like a very difficult niche for a new site to get into. You know, even if you Google some of the top top level keywords, the VPN sites, the the ones we're talking about that sold, are not ranking. It's all sort yeah. of PC mag and big international publications have created VPN sections because it's just so so lucrative. And there's there's you know we're talking like DR ninety being the average on page one for some of these keywords. So yeah, it's quite quite an intimidating place to get started in, I think. It's one of these niches that I've used as a benchmark to evaluate how big publications are like taking over affiliate queries, for example. Obviously, it's probably one of the most extreme ones. And if you go to like more niche stuff, it's going to be not extreme, but like it's the perfect case study. Like you would Google these keywords like three, four years ago, you'd find these VPN sites that sold. Like you'd find like Comparitech, you'd find like all, all you know, VPN Mentor and so on. And now that they're, they're like not on page one, they did yeah like eighty plus, you know, they're not like tiny sites or something. They're, they've done like hardcore link building and so on. Like again, these are the kind of sites that I look at to learn SEO and so on. And still, they couldn't fight that tidal wave of like the real big publishers, like the you know the PC Mags and the CNets and everything. And it's quite interesting to see what's been happening here because it's it tells you like what now what two three years of a core updates have done to some subs. It's really replaced like the niche sites with like just big publications, you know. I, the other day, I, I can't remember, I think the keyword was best steak service, like steak to eat, you know. Forbes was ranking number one. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Well, I'm not exactly looking for Forbes where I'm looking for that. And it's like, yeah, it's really a good example of these competitive niches where like niche sites are not necessarily welcome anymore for the biggest queries. There's, I mean, if you check, like, I think VPN Mentor still gets millions of visits per month, right? It's not exactly like they're like, they've been destroyed by updates, but... Yeah, there's so many other keywords exactly. and, and lower mid-level ones that it's it's still massively, massively profitable, obviously, for them. 
yeah, so it's like, I'm not saying that this is like, oh, you can never do it, it's doom and gloom, etc. I'm just saying that for the biggest queries of the niche, Google has said pretty much like, we don't want these specialized sites anymore. We just want these big publications. And it's kind of like an illustration of Google's fav Google favoring big DR sites, I would say, in this case. Yeah, although like in terms of content as well, like one other thing I, I, w I wanted to talk about is how easy it is to actually create content in the in the space compared to other affiliate niches, because we're talking about a software product here. So getting hold of that, I mean, you can pay whatever five ten bucks these these things cost, and use it, test it, take the screenshots, run whatever you need to run, and you've you've essentially got like a product in hand type review. Versus, you know, if you're reviewing lawnmowers or garden chairs or something, you're spending thousands of dollars to buy all of these and, you know, take photos in your garden of, of their performance and, and that. So it's the barrier to entry for creating content, I think, is is relatively low. Also, just looking on sites like ProBlogger, there are, I mean, when we've run job ads in the past for specialist writers in like internet marketing say you know you you end up paying quite a bit more than you would on it for like an average tech writer or whatever i don't know how much they would cost these days but i would say maybe like like six seven cents for like a, a tech writer per per word would be realistic do you, do you think that's a fair estimation yeah i mean it depends on the level i would say like an average one like yeah. Not, not world class, not terrible, you know? So you're not in a situation where you have, you know, super expensive writers like you might do in some kind of like medical field or if you need to hire vets or something like that. It's fairly, fairly sort of like cookie cutter stuff to, There's a lot to of make enthusiasts that, as well. That also means it's really difficult to stand out though, because these companies who have been doing this a long time and who are just like they just have it down perfectly like the affiliate side of thing with the review boxes at the top the individual reviews of each each product on like the roundup page the screenshots like all of that it's just it's well done and i don't see too much room to come in and like improve on that because it's already kind of about as good as it can realistically get. There are many niches out there you look at and think, yeah, the content's kind of average. I could come in and, and do something, you know, quite a bit better and gain a competitive advantage there. With VPN, it's like, how are you going to gain a competitive advantage in content? Very, very difficult. So then you're looking at, well, can I do better link building? And the answer is probably not because, again, sites like VPN Mentor, they're just insane at the way they do link building. We talked about them a little bit on the podcast before when we're talking about uh, creative link building examples. I think we'll, we'll maybe link to that over here for those of you on YouTube. But they have, appears to be uh, a team of people, a team of security researchers who just go around and try and find security breaches or you know data dumps of passwords and they try and break the news so they're, they're kind of like ethical hackers i guess but they break the news to the world that hey that such and such company got hacked and they're trying to cover up or whatever i think they tell um, the companies before they publish like that's how you do ethical hacking you tell them and then you get the right to publish about it when they have fixed it and when they do this, the results are just some of the best links I've I've ever seen on on such a campaign. So they they had uh, this like BioStar two leak standard sort of practice for for that kind of thing, and they got three hundred sixty three links from it. And the top ones are from The Guardian, BBC, Harvard.edu, CNET, The Verge, Mashable, ZDNet, Fox News, PC Mag, like 
just all triple A sites, you know, just the best of the best sites on, on, on the internet. And they have hundreds of pages like this with links, do follow links from all these kinds of sites. And so, you know, for a new site to go and compete against that, it's a pretty tough ask, I would say. Yeah, you need to be good. Like, you need to be like, it's like, the, I think the top 2% of the industry can consider it. The rest, I wouldn't. It's really difficult. Like, this is like PR level. It's not just like, they're not like sending an outreach email <laughs> to <Yeah>. BBC. <laughs> you know, like they have uh, people on the inside. They, they pay PR agencies that know people and then they create the content and then the PR they pass the content to a PR agency that then uses their, in, their contact. But like, you know, it's not just one agency they hire. They probably hire like four, five, six, seven agencies, all with different networks that can then all promote the same content and to get to that result. Like, it's a, it's a big operation. And just orchestrating that, even doing it once is extremely difficult. But what's impressive is you go it. on VPN Monto, it's like all the time they've done it. I think it's like they found the this niche pays so much that they found the best way to monetize ethical hacking. Like it, it, you know what I mean? It's like the best way to do it for free, basically. It's to just do that and then just get paid with the links. And it's, it was worth it for a long time, given the fact that these guys have sold for 150 million, you know? Uh, and they were, I'm pretty sure they were profitable while they were running that, even forgetting about the exit of the site or something like that. So yeah, very, very impressive. But if you want live examples, go check VPN Mentor, go check that page that Mark mentioned, or like just throw them in Ahrefs and look at top pages by links. You learn a lot. Like it's a, one of the best places to learn. Like you, like, if you like examples when I do content, that's the kind of places where I go. The other site which got acquired, which we talked, we were talking about earlier, Comparatech. They look to have. I'm not sure if they acquired it or what the deal was, but there was a couple of sites, BlockedInChina.net and GreatFirewallOfChina.org, that if you look in Ahrefs are redirected to a subpage where it is basically a tool that allows you to go and check if a website's blocked in China or not. And I guess a lot of people want to do that. A lot of people find it useful. And most importantly, a lot of people link to those sites. So they've somehow acquired these existing tools and then just swooped up all their links as well through redirects. So that seems to have given them quite a boost as well. And that's the kind of thing you have to do, you know, spend... I don't know how much money, but like I spend a lot of money to acquire tools that have links and you know grow and grow in the space. So it's like a it's a lesson as well for any other niche. If you want to sort of shortcut your way to higher DR and towards the top of the niche, then look at what tools exist out there, what free tools exist out there that maybe are not monetized, and are there any that you can acquire and and just buy them for the links, basically. Yeah, it's it's crazy actually. It's case studies for link building as well. I was actually checking a Comparitech as well, and I found they did the same. They actually they also made like some very. It's funny because these sites in VPN is quite because it's about you know protecting your privacy etc. They took that very strong freedom angle, but then it went towards this patriotic stuff in the US etc. And so like you know they made like list of stuff like the world's most surveilled cities in the world. And that kind of, that content got 1,200 linking root domains, for example. It's quite interesting, but not, but you know, you know the bait for that. The bait, and it's quite interesting because that's reusable in many niches. The bait for that, when you do these, uh, when you list cities, is that you do get the opportunity to then promote that list 
to all the local newspapers of these cities or countries or whatever. And you do get the opportunity to get lots of links because it's like, oh, like in our case, like Hungary is quoted as like the most corrupt state in EU or something, right? And then it's like the, all the local newspapers will run that story. And it's a really big opportunity. And I believe that's why that piece worked. But it can be done in many niches, right? It's like, think about how you could rank you know, cities or areas of your country or whatever in a list post on associated to your niche. So it's like, again, if you're doing paintball, it's like, are the cities with the best paintball fields in the world or something? And it's like, you code them and then you send that to local newspaper and just a source of pride, you just ego trip them on the fact that they're like, oh, the best city for this thing. And they will run you and you'll get a, but like these news, local newspapers, they are like 60 to 80 usually or something. And it's, it's quite worth it actually. And it doesn't yeah. even need to be super high level content. There was no. a, that one example of Slotsia, the Swedish casino website that made a list of the best cities to party around the world. And, you know, the price of a beer and the, how many nightclubs per square meter there were or whatever. It was a very sort of simplistic thing that they had built, but it got picked up by like all sorts of local newspapers from like Russia to Israel, all over Europe. And they just, they featured it because it's like a fun thing to to talk about and they, they need content, I guess, to make their newspapers work. Yeah, I think it's uh, that angle. Most people can use that. And, and if you want something that, if you need like, new targets falling building, you've kind of like run through like your the global sites in your niche and so on. That is a good way to get some good links. And that's a campaign that's doable because you're reaching out to more local newspapers and publications. So they're like less solicit like they, they, they have less on their editorial than the bigger ones like the BBC or like the, the big ones have, you know, like you can't do that. So I would say that's a cool one that you can take away. And that's that's one of the places where I learned this one, for example, you know. Just to just kind of like complete the link building section. I I had a quick look because I have all the Harrow emails for like the last however many years in a folder in my inbox and I searched through it. And last year there were 20 mentions of VPN in the question. So I wouldn't really be relying so much on, on Harrow to as my as my link building strategy in the in the VPN niche, especially considering the numbers that these other sites are putting out for for all their, their content as well. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's a good place to end. One thing that's interesting though is like We've established at this point that it's extremely competitive in the subs, like ranking on this place on Google. I don't want to attack anyone, but I think for most people, us included, it would be very difficult to build a big site in this niche. But I was curious to see how people do on YouTube for this niche, because people search for stuff on YouTube and people buy stuff through affiliate links on YouTube. Like it's, it's pretty good actually. And so I was like, okay, is, has this been taken over yet? by all the big guys. And I Googled, uh, I Google. I searched on YouTube, I did not Google, for the most, the biggest keywords that you would type on Google, like best VPN or best VPN for Mac or best VPN for uh, Windows, stuff like that. And all I found was usually medium-sized channels, like people with like 100K subs or something, which sounds like a lot, but it's not that, it's quite achievable for most people to get to that level. And none of these big conglomerate sites now was showing up and it feels like the market's still wide open there and there's still money to be made there. So it's quite interesting to see. I think we are at a point now where some niches are hardly touchable on the uh, Google side, but that on the social slash YouTube side, etc., it's still quite wide open. And I think a lot of affiliates should like, it's 
because these niches seem to pay so much, it could be if you were looking to like do affiliate marketing, but not necessarily go on Google, but rather go on YouTube or one of these platforms, that would be probably like one of the niches that I would pick because, because you'll make less, right? It's like there's still less people searching for these things on these platforms, etc. So if you pick a small niche on YouTube, it's going to be hard to leave from affiliate marketing. But if you pick a niche like, you know, uh, like these VPNs, yeah, I think it's actually quite viable because the, the revenue is quite high. You can still make all these videos for like best VPN for Mac, best VPN for Windows, etc. And uh, pick up a decent amount of views through all the long term and you can make some decent money. So I think it's like, it's something that was maybe not on the table a few years ago, but now is the growth of social YouTube, etc. And the fact that Google is becoming quite difficult in some other aspects. Maybe you start you start on YouTube for this and then eventually maybe you grow a site or something. I think with tutorials, etc., you can still make it in to just go around the difficulty maybe. I was just looking at a few of the, the commission structures on some of the more popular uh, companies they have it listed on their sites. And uh, quite a few of them actually have recurring commissions to affiliates. So as long as someone stays subscribed, you get paid sort of 30% every month in one case. So, you know, that can really stack up quite quickly and people often keep VPNs for quite a long, long period of time. They buy one year as well. It's so much cheaper for one year. So usually it's like, if you if you get people to renew that one time after one year, then you're golden, I think. If people keep it for two years, they're likely to keep it for a while. So yeah, overall, it's a, it, it was quite interesting to check on the social side. Like, I would not necessarily recommend you go, I mean, I haven't checked TikTok or something like this for this. But on YouTube, it seems, it seems viable, actually. I want kind of like to finish this podcast and talk about like this consolidation effect, the fact that like, it seems like this kind of niches, not just this one, right? There's, there's more niches like that, like this, this sleeping niche. And basically the biggest, broadest niches that make the most money on the market seem to be consolidating. It's not really like small site owners anymore running the top size, but rather a big conglomerates, big size. To be frank, there's much more money in these niches than there was also like four or five years ago, right? It's like, we would never have heard of a site selling for 150 million, which, you know, is a testament to the revenue of the site a couple of years ago. Like we wouldn't, it, it would just for a pure face site, no way. So do you feel like it's something that's going to expand to more niches or do you think it's going to stay on the top niches, these kind of top niches only? I think it'll stay in the top niches, but I think there's probably quite a few more big niches that this can happen. We've already seen this with hosting, with sleep, with VPN. I don't know about like casinos and I presume CBD probably. and these ones are kind of CBD similar probably, as well. Yeah. But, you know, business and these kind of deals tend to go where the money is. So you look at the any niche that is highly profitable, it makes a lot of money, that pays very big commissions and, and you'll probably find more of this going on. Especially as I imagine we're likely to see kind of slightly lower valuations of sites over the next couple of years as as a sort of recession type stuff. High interest rates, in. I think, as well. Yeah, exactly. The cheap money is uh, is no more. So that may become a factor. Whether that becomes a problem for the small guy, I don't know specifically. I think big companies still tend to go for like the big keywords and they still leave the the easier, smaller ones open for, for the little guy to come in. So I think that's always going to be like a realistic possibility, even in competitive niches like this. One thing that it could cause problems with, though, is if you have a supplier, like a VPN company, which owns, let's say, like multiple big affiliate sites, then maybe they can start like cutting their commission rates to like the smaller affiliates because they already... Hoover up most of, the, know, traffic, most of yeah. the, the traffic from the big ones. I mean, the, the two deals that we read about, 
they only seem to have, I think, one actual affiliate site that they've acquired. All the other sites are, are other VPN companies or kind of related privacy companies, which are actually supplying this. So I'm not not really sure if that's the just sort of testing the water or if that's a trend that's going to continue, but we'll need to keep, need to, uh, keep an eye on it. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. I also think, as I said, there's just much more money on the internet post-pandemic, I would say. And it's one of these things where it's like, you can probably afford to go for like, there's more smaller niches that are viable as well now because of that. And so like, it's kind of like, everything's moving down one level, right? It's like the big business is kind of like taking these top niches, then the smaller guys are can, can kind of like take all the, all the smaller niches that maybe were not viable a couple of years ago, but now became viable as well. So there's pros and cons to everything. It's something to consider. I think like, I wanted to ask you, would you start a site in this niche? How would you feel about that? I mean, I, I'm quite intimidated by just how much authority like these big sites have and the fact that even they don't rank for like some on page one for like the top level keywords. So probably not just due to the extreme competition. But that being said, if I was, you know, starting from scratch day one, it may make sense because there's probably enough like low competition keywords that quite quickly you could start making sort of like job replacement income from it if you go super niche with your your, your keywords and don't go for anything competitive. Yeah, fair enough. I think it's if I had to start a site, I think we could make it work. It would be difficult. Let's be honest, it would be quite difficult, but we could eventually find a way around. Would I deliberately go after this? No, I think there's like, you know, I'm just looking at like how much effort I'm putting and how much I'm getting in return. And it's kind of like, you could get a lot if you make it do well, like you could really get a lot, but it's a high gamble, you know, so it's a big gamble. Whereas there's things that are more assured and it's like, I'd, I'd rather maybe trade like the ceiling to be a bit lower in exchange for something that's more likely to succeed, you know? And again, it depends on everyone's risk tolerance and like how high they, they want to go, they aspire to go themselves, etc. I personally prefer like average stuff that's very likely to succeed and just do it several times than uh, just going for the absolute most competitive niches. But some people are like that. Like some people in H4 are like that too. They go after the big stuff and they make it work. I know people in this niche to this day that are doing okay, more than okay even right now. So it's, it's definitely possible. It's still possible as a small publisher, but it's difficult. <laughs> Anything else you want to say on the VPN niche? No, just if you guys like this kind of format where we take one niche and do more of a deep dive into it, like let us know in the in the YouTube comments and we, we may look at some other niches. If you have any ideas or suggestions for niches which we should uh, look into, let us know there as well. Yeah, uh, you can tell me on Twitter as well. I'm more active there. So you can go on my personal account, at Gail Breton, pretty easy. We'll see who can spell it and who can't that way because a lot of people struggle with that. G-A-E-L-B-R-E-T-O-N. So yeah, tell me there. Tell us also on the YouTube comments. Like, subscribe if you enjoyed it. And we'll see you in two weeks for another episode.